Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And we're going to be talking about some movie and TV news today. But before we get into that, uh, let's actually go warm up with our question of the day. And our question of the day is, comes from a on Twitter, actually. Right, yeah. Dan? He's actually he's actually a podcaster that I uh, that I've listened to for many years. He he actually um, he actually ran a, uh, a Game of Thrones podcast that I listened to religiously, and then it morphed into a Lost podcast, and now he's doing random pop culture. Um, uh, podcasts like various ones and so yeah Neil Miller is actually pretty funny uh, and at re- at rejects is his Twitter account yep so if you want to go check out this question Neil asks if you could choose the last movie you'll see before you die what movie would you choose that's a tough question because it's like choosing your last meal before you die but um, I'll let you go first man okay so um I thought of it in kind of two tiers, just because obviously, Jeremy, this is our podcast, the Weekly Real Podcast. I chose actually one movie that we've talked about on the podcast, and I, you know, intentionally thought of another movie that we haven't gone over. So the first one, obviously, I mean, dude, we started the the podcast with episode one, Dumb and Dumber. Dude, if I knew I was going to die, I, I would want to go off laughing. You know what I mean? I want to mm. just like go off on a high note. Dude, there's so many quotables. I would love to just kind of reminisce and, and try to picture myself watching it for the first time back in 90, in the mid nineties. I don't remember exactly when, but dude, that movie's so quotable. You and I love the movie. Heck, mm-hmm. we may even want to revisit the movie again eventually, but we'll see. <laughs> but that was the first movie uh, that I wanted to talk about. I don't know if that's one that you had. I actually didn't choose that one. I, it's not an Arnold movie. I'm just letting you know. Oh, yeah, that's surprising. But what's your what's your actual one? Uh, the other one that's well, uh, this is I, I two I, tiers. I, you two, I have two tiers. Okay, one podcast related, one non podcast. I this one's not a surprise for you either, just because we're huge fans of Christopher Nolan. Dude, I want to watch Inception again one more time. Like, mm. it's just because it's it's still so good. It has the Hans Zimmer score, great cast, just a total mind f of a, a of a story. I still love this movie, and I feel like I've picked up little things here and there that I, you know, that I just totally missed. Like the first nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine times I I've watched it. So uh, those are the two. But Dumb and Dumber would be the 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 one for me. I see. That's a good one. Inception, though, because when you're talking about a movie that you'll see before you die, it has to have a good ending. Mm-hmm. And Inception, the way it just ends, yes. very somberly. I'm like, ah, oh. um, that's one that you take to the grave right there. <laughs> yeah, I know with the with the totem, just and then obviously Hans Zimmer, just ah, he's so good. Anyway, what's yours? Uh, for me, we actually covered it on the podcast. I'm, I was like, do I choose the Dark Knight? No, because just because the way it ends. But I would probably go with your name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, okay, it's either gonna be an Arnold movie or like something like Your Name. But yeah, I'll go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Because with Your Name, and no spoilers if you guys haven't seen it. 
it just warms my heart pretty much like the all the way through i if i could choose one movie that i could erase my memory and rewatch it it would be your name just because mm. everything that happens in that movie i wish i could just relive it but uh if i were to die i wish that would be like the last movie i saw would you try to uh try to capture the i guess the the feelings you had when you initially saw it that first screening yeah i would definitely try to because um i just remember like i was watching on my laptop in just a, basically a pitch black room and mm-hmm. i was just so immersed I, like i just haven't i just wish i could do that all over again and just experience those emotions like i keep a list of how often i rewatch this movie so I can not watch it too much in a condensed amount of time. So I can still feel the goosebumps and still mm-hmm. works. So, Yeah, I mean, you were the one who actually obviously introduced that movie to me. Um, also, shameless plug, check out our uh, our podcast episode on Your Name. It was uh, in season two. I forget exactly what episode number. Mm-hmm. Probably look that up right now. But it was such a good podcast episode i think for our season two year uh, season ending uh, awards rko rko awards i think this was one of my favorites as well just because it was so well done and i really didn't know what to expect and, and i'm really glad that i enjoyed it jeremy i actually just looked it up it was uh, i was right it was season two of our podcast it was actually episode 25 so uh definitely check out your name another shameless plug yeah for sure man uh but since i'm the movie guy here on the newsreel i want to talk a little bit about movies and the trailer for the gray man directed by the russo brothers known for directing movies like captain america winter soldier one of our favorites in the marvel universe and our absolute favorite (laughs) uh, it is yeah actually spoiler (laughs) alert just go check out our list of mcu movies and the, they also directed Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. So it's a bit, you know, it's a bit interesting to see them direct a movie outside the MCU. They have done that before, but this one looks particularly interesting because of the cast. Uh, it's called The Gray Man. Ken, did you, were you able to catch the trailer? Yeah, um, it's funny. When you sent it, I just happened to be on on a break, um, my morning break, actually, or I took my morning uh, break a little late today, but um, yeah, you had really good timing. So that's literally all I like I did. He sent the link and I just clicked on it and I spent four minutes watching it back to back. Just analyzing, huh? Okay. Uh, let's see, because this movie is going to be released on Netflix. And that's, it's like, oh, like if I saw this trailer... And it was like in theaters. I'm like, oh, shoot, this looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then it says, it's going to be released on Netflix. It's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Temper it's expectations, not right? I mean, yeah, we had yeah. this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have a two-part question kind of related to what I was kind of talking about. Did the trailer get you, did the trailer do enough uh, to get you to watch it? Um. Yes and no. Hmm. I think, I think uh, the 
action scenes dude i was really getting um winter soldier vibes yeah um i mean it helps to have chris evans <laughs> there yeah and it seems like he's gonna be playing uh the villain because he's got his villain mustache that he had on in, in knives out <laughs> so i mean he didn't have a mustache in knives out he has that same kind of um wardrobe Wait, look he? no he did Wait, where did he have the, the mustache I, I, i'm mixing stuff up yeah he had a mustache for a, a play that he was in oh okay well strike that last part uh with the mustache part but i don't know he just seemed like he had the same sort of persona Mm -hmm. from knives out and uh i don't know i right ryan gosling seemed like uh more of a mystery Uh, i'm kind of glad that they that they did that because i mean he's i'm guessing he's the gray man and i'm glad they didn't give out too much of what to expect from his character if especially if he's the character that that is named after the movie mm-hmm. so that part of the trailer i did like um but again just because we had the conversation a couple weeks ago about you know uh stream uh, i guess straight to streaming movies uh yeah they may have like name casts uh you know they may have like a good cast like this one where it has ryan gosling chris evans anna de armas uh jessica henwick yeah yeah billy bob thornton i mean i like all those actors and you know the russo brothers are directing so it's got to be at least decent i mean I, I remember you mentioning that you watched uh, the Russo brothers movie where they directed with uh, Chadwick Boseman. I never got to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I 21 forget. 21 Bridges. Yeah, 21 Bridges. I forget. Did you like that movie? It was okay. Uh, nothing special, nothing too memorable. It's just, it was just an okay movie. That's what I'm kind of worried about for for this movie a little bit. So, uh, like, which leads into my second question. Do you think this movie, like, there's... I'm calling it, but because there are, there are some good movies on Netflix. But do you think it'll break the Netflix movie curse? Netflix original no. movie curse? No, it's not. <laughs> I this don't think one. so. Um, I think it will lean heavily on action sequences. I don't think the writing will be you know that great. I mean, yeah, you'll probably have you know some one-liners or whatever. But I think the thing that the Russo brothers had on their side was that they had a genius like kevin feige to be able to kind of consult with as far as like the overall tone of whatever release they they had and yeah they did a lot of heavy lifting with a lot of their releases uh you know even i mean we talk about winter soldier but i feel like that's probably like the least uh heavy towards the main mcu like it was mainly like what civil war kind of pushed it a little bit mm-hmm. more uh but it obviously avengers uh, infinity war and endgame were were two on their resume that just basically expanded the mcu to a, like another level um but i i mean i love the russo brothers i just don't have faith that they would be able to write something that smart and like you know something that will put you on the edge of your seat but i could be wrong i'm hoping i'm wrong but the fact that it's going straight to netflix just gives me pause see that's 
That's what I was thinking too, for the most part. Like, just that it's going to Netflix is just a stamp of, uh, we're not too proud of this movie, so it's kind of hiding it a little bit. Another movie that it kind of, not really, but it kind of reminds me of for Ryan Gosling is pretty much Drive. And it's not really action. There's, I'm hoping that the, there's good action in this, it looks like, but. I think what made that movie good and memorable is the drama that happens with that character in Drive, played by Ryan Gosling. But like you said, I like how they didn't reveal too much of his character, especially like his backstory. It's like if they mixed Captain America Winter Soldier, John Wick, like the assassins aspect with Drive, that's what I'm kind of getting the vibe of. But I just, it just it's a high likely chance that it'll be generic. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's the worst thing that could happen though. It's like it's I don't feel like it's going to be bad. But I don't feel like it's going to be very good either. I feel like it's going to be in that that red notice mm-hmm. uh rating that we gave it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Uh you know, I think we've talked about how whenever Whenever a movie trailer gives away too much, that's kind of a t- also another telltale sign that the movie's probably not going to be as good because they're really trying to give that hard sell for viewers like us to be able to go see the movie. Do you think the trailer in what they presented, do you think that it was like, uh, I guess a negative aspect of the trailer or of the sh- of the movie, or do you think that it's more of a positive? That's a good question. Do you question. think it revealed too much? I don't think it did, uh, for the most part. I think they showed a lot of Chris Evans's character, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how much will they, they actually focus on Ryan Gosling's character compared to Chris Evans because they showed a lot of Chris Evans. So I'm thinking, it's like, what if they show a bunch of Chris Evans and not as much Ryan Gosling as we think because he's like the mystery man. Right. I think that that could be good in a way because he's like the villain and he. it seems like he's a very colorful character Chris Evans is playing. Yeah. And maybe that could be that could make it work. Because it seems like Ryan Gosling's character is kind of the one that we've seen a bunch of times. So maybe it is smart that they could focus on Chris Evans' character. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, there's something that they didn't reveal on the trailer where it'll be some sort of revelation for the Grey Man, uh, Ryan Gosling's character. Um, Yeah, it better not be, oh, you know, I hate you because we're actually brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something generic, just like... like what we're fearing right now but um i mean there's that glimmer of hope because they didn't reveal that aspect that it has the potential to be good if we're playing it optimistic yeah yeah i mean there there are some good netflix movies out there but it's more likely a miss than a hit usually i agree but i mean if you're looking for I don't know, a random Friday night or Saturday night where, you know, especially on a day where you're just kind of wanting to kind of veg on the couch. I feel like this would be at least a decent action movie, Um, probably in the, I don't know, borderline fresh score in the low 60s. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, 
Yeah. Just because so the action looks well shot. Yeah, and I did get uh, the the you know the whole Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War vibes. You know where um, you know those fight scenes, uh, for, fight choreography scenes were good, and then some of the ac- action sequences look pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot of buses, man. Mm-hmm. So um, since Jeremy has gone first with the movie topic, I I have the TV topic because I am the TV guy and. I mean, last Friday, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the latest in um, the latest offering, actually, from the Star Wars universe that just came out on Disney Plus, came out the first two episodes. That was what, May 27th. And we're actually recording this episode on Wednesday, June 1st. And to Jeremy and I's surprise, I didn't realize I thought it was going to be a a new episode every Friday. But I, I yeah, I stumbled upon an ad basically saying, hey, new episodes on Wednesdays. I was like, wait a minute, today's Wednesday. I got to see if I can watch episode three. Um, so I ended up doing that. I gave Jeremy a heads up and he was somehow able to fit it in his really busy schedule. So Jeremy, this week's TV topic will be on Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one through three. And so a few weeks back, we talked about that final Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. And we were kind of talking about kind of like our expectations going in we were talking about if um maybe the show needed to be made if it was too late or 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 whatnot and so based off of that conversation from a few weeks ago and now that we've seen the first three episodes which is essentially exactly halfway through the obi-wan kenobi series and we're not even a full week from the uh, it's uh release we're already halfway through which sucks. Uh, but has Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show, has it met your expectations? Has it fallen short? Or has it exceeded your expectations? Okay, so I think I was going in pretty low because of Book of Boba Fett. Lost a lot of faith in the <laughs> Star Wars TV shows after that show. Okay. Of course, the Mandalorian episodes in Book of Boba Fett were good. Mm-hmm. And there were good moments of Boba Fett, and when he, you know, he's actually part of his own show. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Um, and it, but with Obi Wan, I think I I do like it more than Book of Boba Fett, which is not saying much, but it's um it's good so far. I like it so far. Uh, it's kind of like you said. It's kind of sad that only we're a, a week out and. Or less than a week out, and now half we're do- halfway done with the show, which is a bit surprising to me. Like I, I do enjoy the length of the episodes, but they sometimes it's not going as fast as I like. Not as much happens. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of uh, oh, building with characters like Leia and all that stuff, and what she's doing during this time, um, and kind of world building um, in terms of like where we are at that period in time 10 years after uh, episode 3 Revenge of the Sith for the most part I do like it there are some problems I have with this show but the highs are really high Mm -hmm. in this show which is all I ask I think after Book of Boba Fett Hey, since you mentioned the lows, let's let's get into those right now. I'm kind of curious what you didn't like about the show because I feel like uh, I agree with you that there. Um, I th- I think 
so far the first three episodes I've enjoyed uh like the the storytelling I've mm-hmm. I've enjoyed the Ewan McGregor back on my uh, on my screen and uh for the first three episodes I've enjoyed them but I'm kind of curious to know because I've watched it so fast for me <laughs> I literally pinch watched essentially back to back to back mm-hmm. and I haven't really gotten the chance to actually process it so this conversation is the first time I'm actually having with anyone. Um, so I'm kind of curious to know what you didn't like since you brought it up. So some of the things I don't like, probably some of the pacing. I did like the pacing in episode one where it's like, I, I do like for it to be slow if we're picking up from a character that we haven't seen in a while. And I like how he's just kind of worn down, doesn't want to do be a part of anything anymore because of what happened. I, I'm sure he feels responsible also for the empire because of anakin and darth vader some things i don't like though is that it felt a little slow in episode two Mm -hmm. um which agreed could be expected but considering that the series is only going to be six episodes i feel like sometimes you got it's got to pick up the pace a little bit uh sometimes like i was expecting darth vader a little bit faster um, in episode two, we got like one shot of him at the end of episode two. Then luckily right. we got more in episode three. Yeah, we did. Oh, shoot. For sure. Um, which I'm super excited to talk about that. But the other storyline that hasn't really bore any fruit yet is the the third sister, the part of the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. And her character is... It's just there, kind of like a like hunting Obi Wan, and I get it. She's trying to like prove herself to Darth Vader, but it's like, what are the benefits of being Darth Vader's right hand man? I don't know. It's just one. Her character seems a little bit generic because it seems that they're focusing on Leia, Obi Wan, and this third sister, uh, Reva. Reva, yeah, yeah. The most out of all these characters. And I feel like hers is probably the least interesting. So, and they're focusing on it a lot, which is, but I'm curious to know why she's so determined to catch to, Obi-Wan. Uh, it just Obi-Wan, right? Just, just Obi-Wan specifically. So, and I think that's going to ultimately tie back into, oh, she was a Jedi before in the Jedi Temple and whatever, but... I wonder if the payoff is going to be good enough for this kind of setup that she's had so far. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing that they will reveal that she was, uh, probably, uh, what do you call that? A youngling, mm-hmm. uh, during order 66. And, uh, and they, you know, they, I think they already had looked up to, certain Jedi's like Yoda and, and Obi-Wan and, and whatnot, um, who Mace Windu, uh, and they were nowhere to be found when, when Anakin and, and the rest of the clones, like they just tore up the, the Jedi temple. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see where you're going. I think if, if this show was eight episodes long, kind of going back to the whole pacing part, I truly believe that the pacing would be perfect in that regard because you need those episodes, mm-hmm. those quiet episodes, and because there are so many 
so many subtle callbacks to uh, the prequels and also like call forwards. I don't know if that's a word to how Leia will be, you know, in a new hope and, you know, the, the original trilogy, like some of the characteristics and, and it is pretty cool to be able to see Leia as a 10 year old. Um, because I think when we were first talking about this show, we were kind of trying to speculate what would they actually have a, a how would they fill in, six episodes worth of story right we were like okay you can only like look after luke uh from afar for so long (laughs) (laughs) and so uh i thought it was actually pretty creative that they ended up uh focusing on the the other twin uh leia in this regard because i mean yeah we we know that she gets she becomes adopted by the organas um and i think it's really smart that you get that pairing similar to mando and 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 uh grogu from the mandalorian series and you kind of get older obi-wan or ben with uh with kid leia so uh, i i I, i'm liking that dynamic there's like uh you know they just met but you're gonna get more lip because obviously grogu didn't really talk early on so it was just kind of more one-sided now it's you get this kind of back and forth and you know you get to see kind of like the origin stories of how Leia was. And I'm guessing the, the, the remaining three episodes, we'll get to see her kind of develop some of them. You know, they'll show more of the characteristics that made her princess Leia starting in a new hope and beyond. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I really like about the show is that it, it gives these characters that we already liked before in the original trilogy, like Ben Kenobi, you're going to get, obviously this whole show is going to flesh out for him going into new hope. And then obviously Leia, we get to see her as a kid and how she'll develop. And even Darth Vader himself, you get to see how angry, I guess he was after Mustafar and he's living on like another lava planet. It seems like, I don't know what the name of it is. I'm sure it's not also Mustafar where he's staying. Uh, that'd be, but at the same time, he could be because I think he might be actually. He would That's, do that though, as yeah. like pain to himself. I feel like, but yeah, because that's because that's where the uh, that's where the Federation. No wait, the the Trade Federation was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah the Trade Federation, and it's I like how they're developing these characters even more. And then you'll, when you see them in the original trilogy and, but they also stand on their own in this movie, in the show. So I feel like that's, those characters are easily the best thing about the show so far. Those three characters. Couple quick hitters here. One, do you think we'll get another lightsaber duel between, uh, obi-wan and 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 darth since we got a kind of a tease in episode three yeah that's a good question because in obviously they weren't doing all fancy moves like a revenge of the sith um because they're a little bit older now obviously and one doesn't have limbs (laughs) but um i think maybe one more maybe if not i bet we're gonna have a duel between Darth Vader and Reva. 
I think Darth Vader is going to kill Reva by the end of this. Ooh, okay, okay. I like that. I like that p- prediction. Last quick question. I mean, they've ar- they've already alluded to it already with, uh, I guess, with flashbacks, you know, with the whole, like, la- uh, last scene on, you know, it, right before episode one got uh, kicked into high gear. Do you think we're only going to get Qui-Gon's voice? Or do you think we'll actually get a cameo of Qui-Gon Jinn? I feel like we're going to get a cameo in <sighs> episode six. Like, he's going to finally connect with Qui-Gon at the end of the show. Just kind of like um, Bruce, Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight Rises when he hallucinates and sees, um, I would say Liam Neeson. What's his name? Ra's al Ghul? Ra's al Ghul, yeah. Uh, in Dark Knight Rises. I feel like it's going to be like that. Yeah, he's not going to look young as he did in freaking phantom menace but i feel like we're actually gonna see him not just a voiceover you are you sure you won't see a de-aged uh <laughs> qui-gon I, I would be surprised if it's de-aged because it's like force ghost qui-gon Jin, and i know that they when they added hayden christensen to the original trilogy it was like young anakin so it could it, it could be possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like they would make him look younger, though. I don't know if they would straight up de-age um, uh, Qui-Gon, but I think they'll make him look younger. They, as close to Qui-Gon from 1999 as, as possible, <laughs> even though it's already been, holy crap, 23 years. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't be mad if they did that because... He's also going to be a force ghost. I feel like that's going to be a easy way of hiding that the the effects a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, Ken. So what do we have on the weekly reel for this Monday? Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Well, this coming Monday, Jeremy, we finally get to check out the much anticipated sequel, 36 years in the making. Yes, we are talking about Top Gun Maverick, uh, which just which just came out uh, this past uh, holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Um, it is currently out only in theaters, so I mean, dude, it's making a crap ton of money at the box office. I suggest, actually, Jeremy and I think safe to say we both I think so. highly recommend watching Top Gun Maverick in theaters. Yeah, to get the full experience, go watch it in theaters. With the best sound possible. Right. And, I mean, Tom, Tom Cruise didn't do that just because he wanted to make money. I think he truly cares about our movie watching experience. And there's a reason why he del- he kept delaying this movie. What was it? Two years, right? Legit yeah, two years. I think it was supposed to be July 2020, which is crazy. And then got pushed to, like, December and then another year and then another year and here we are so it's like to think of it it's like dang two years has gone by since this movie was supposed to be released so it was probably three or four years that it was actually shot yep exactly so i mean tom cruise made sure that you know the pandemic or the world was safe enough to be able to see this movie uh, you'll get to find out what Jeremy and I think about this movie. We may even have a resident expert. Uh, you'll just have to t- stay tuned to find out this coming Monday. And it's not Tom Cruise is our guest. So 
We'll see. You'll have to see on Monday, guys. So, Ken, if they want to follow us on the social medias, where can they follow us? Well, Jeremy, we they can follow us and stay tuned. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Weekly Real. Also, we do have a TikTok that we just started for season four. That's the only outlier. It's at Weekly Real Pod. Uh, just because we screwed <laughs> we screwed up that uh, that handle, but hey, we're semi active on there. So uh, yeah, those are the main ones. Um, and am I forgetting? We're not we're not forgetting anything else, right? Email yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe email, but we can share that later. Yeah, we'll share that later. <laughs> yeah, but guys, if you want to listen to uh, our Top Gun Maverick episode that's going to be coming out on Monday. Super excited to talk about that one. We are going to have a guest. So, guys, super excited. Ken, I know that you've seen it twice, right? Yes, uh, back-to-back days. Yes, don't judge me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good, man. I don't blame you. But give us all your thoughts on Monday, and we'll see you guys next time. On The Real. <laughs>